This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Beauty Now, a weekly podcast that brings you beauty from the inside out. Since I've been a child, I've been fascinated and teased by my own father, who said I would put mud from the garden on my face if I thought it would help. Of course, he's half right. Now I'm really interested on beauty from the inside out, but I'm also wanting to look good and feel good. It's all about being healthy. We live in a society where we're so lucky to have such major technology and great experts at our disposal. Today, we're really lucky. We have Dr. Raj, who's a board-certified orthopedic surgeon, and he's all about being healthy, and he's going to be here today to tell us about keeping our back healthy, keeping our lifestyle healthy. Welcome, Dr. Raj. Thank you. My aspect within a show like this is um, feeling good with inside, so you feel good on the outside as an orthopedic surgeon. And... um, you know, essentially, uh, the biggest uh, problem with our population, it's a silent disease, and it's obesity, and it's leading to all sorts of orthopedic issues, such as, like you said, back pain, people getting addicted to medications, knee pain, any pain that uh, is in a joint that uh, take over, takes on weight, such as your knees, your hips, and your backs. Well, the problem that I think with like a lot of people is that when you do gain weight, it's so hard to get motivated to lose it. So how do you motivate your patient? Well, first of all, what's happened is, um, you know, over the years, uh, when I was a child um, 20 years ago, you know, we used to uh, go outside, play sports. Uh, I think our population was a lot more active. And then technology came on board, and the Internet was introduced to us, video games, and throughout all these changes. Nowadays, what I see with kids is I see kids sitting inside playing video games or on the Internet for hours upon hours versus outside being more active and playing, being more creative and, and playing sports. So this starts off, it starts off as a child. And um, it offsets into your young adulthood and older adulthood. If your activity level is basically sedentary, you know, your diet is going to be not so good as well. It's all correlative. So if you're playing video games, you're probably sitting down eating junk food, your metabolism's not up, and you start gaining weight. As a child, you don't think about it, but you start incurring problems because for every pound you gain, for example, in your knee, going up and down stairs, you add on seven pounds of joint reactive force in flexion. So you think about that point loading on your poor cartilage over time. You know, your cartilage is going to degenerate. Your muscles aren't conditioned, so you're more apt to injure yourself versus protecting your joints, and and then you, you start relying on medication. So you start having an ob- someone who's obese, having back pain, hip pain, or knee pain, start taking Vicodins or anti-inflammatories in order to control their pain. And could you actually tell our listeners how bad it is to take 
Vicodin with alcohol. It is actually kills your liver. I have a very dear friend whose whose son had wisdom teeth out and mixed Vicodin with alcohol, and it's so dangerous. I don't think that that people really know, and they're not really informed. Even regardless if the patient's young, it doesn't matter how old you are. You, you should never drink with your painkillers. Absolutely. I mean, Vicodin with alcohol. I mean, you're just really overloading your liver. On top of that, you start becoming addicted, I mean, to um, these narcotics and medications, and you develop not just the liver side effects, but, uh, I mean, your personality starts changing. You know, someone who's on Vicodin alcohol is definitely not a person who's on the right track to getting back their life. It, it destroys relationships. I have a very good girlfriend who just went through rehab for it, and I think it's one of the harder addictions to break. Isn't that true? It's absolutely one of the toughest addictions to break, and it's all stemming from this new silent disease that's coming through. And it's a silent disease because most of our population has secondary effects from obesity. And as a surgeon, I see a lot of unnecessary surgeries, and unnecessary in the sense that if this person would have controlled their lifestyle, you know, and took care of themselves, they wouldn't need the surgery, not, you know, unnecessary in the sense they they definitely need it, but it's because of the secondary effects of their lifestyle and the result in obesity. Well, let's just say that there are people out there that are getting heavier. What do they do to help themselves. Well, you have to get start getting back your life and you know that's that's a catchphrase and number 1, you know, first of all, you have to see why am I on this medication? What am I controlling? What is it doing for me? Well, it's just masking the pain. It's changing my you know, also changing my personality and more depressed relationships. So, you have to First of all, recognize that this medication or narcotic is not good for you, number one. Number two, then you have to look at what you have. If it's back pain or hip pain or knee pain, you have to, you know, go go to a specialist, go to someone who can actually take care of this problem. And when I mean someone who can take care of it, not someone who will mask the problem by giving medications, but someone who will actually give you a diagnosis, work you up, and create a plan in order to correct the situation. One thing I hear from specialists and doctors, too, is the first thing you have to do is you have to want change, too. And I think what you're saying is you're seeing so many injuries due to obesity, and the first step is trying to help these people see how they can help themselves and get that kind of motivation. Let's just, I want to ask you one thing is you're talking about knee pain, and I'm seeing this with a lot of people, the baby boomers and stuff like that, that are heavier, and they're, I have one friend who's complaining of the planners of fasciitis, and it's mostly because she needs to lose weight. Exactly. Do you just tell your patients that, or? Well, you know what? After they come see me, the problem is it's a, it's definitely a catch-22 because once you start um, gaining weight and you're beyond the aspect, now you damage your knee and you damage your foot and there's cartilage damage, you know, it's harder now at this point to and tell someone, okay, start start exercising when their knee is in the condition or they have plenty right, of Right, exactly. How does that work? Yeah, so, or to tell someone, yeah, start swimming. For example, 
I I I'm definitely not a swimmer. So, you know, telling someone to take up a new sport in order to lose right. weight when they're in their mid forties or mid fifties is ridiculous. So when they've come seeing me at that point, you know, right now the simple solutions are kind of bypassed and we have to kind of correct the problem and then get them and get their lifestyle changed. Well, and also I think if you're not able to exercise by the time they see you, they can just start to try to get on a healthy eating plan. And Dr. Oz was on the other day, and I do love Dr. Oz, and he said maybe it's just best to write down and keep to your routine to stick with the same thing so that you can get it done. And the other advice I like is turn on music and just move in your room. Do what you can. Just That's safe. So tell us about back pain. Let's just say that you come in, you're suffering from back pain. How do you diagnose it? Well, first of all, I mean, simplistically, I mean, you just uh, take a history. I mean, you start interviewing the patient and, you know, the patient will say, my back pain, they'll localize exactly where the back pain is. The second issue is, you know, we have to quantify what type of pain is this. Is this activity-related pain? A lot of people say is when I'm in bed or when I'm lying flat or when I'm not doing anything, I have no pain. And um, that's not the solution. Not to sit in your bed, but then how do you know it's not something more serious? That's where they need, you know, people of my nature, uh, orthopedic surgeons, you know, specialists who can look into it and see what's going on. And you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes back pain can be as bad as uh, tumors, which I've seen secondary to multiple myeloma or cancers or metastases or... And in most cases, it's just basically mechanical back pain from overload and secondary arthritis of the small joints. And then in between is we worry about sciatica and disc herniation. So obviously on our exam, we would just, you know, do a number of clinical tests and then probably proceed to an MRI depending on MRI and also plain x-rays depending on how long this pain has been going on for. And then most of the times, I'll be honest with you, uh, I find out most of these uh, back pains are mechanical in nature, secondary to um, obesity and overload on those small little what we call facet joints, which connect the vertebrae. And, and we need to take a commercial break really quick. We're talking with Dr. Raj, and he's going to be back with great back advice and advice for your sedentary lifestyle. Get off your chair, get up, get moving. We're going to be right back. PersonalLifeMedia.com. This is Terry Stuck with Beauty Now. Listen to Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex, a weekly Internet audio program from PersonalLifeMedia.com. Fresh inspiration and expanded relationship options for today's woman. I'm Terry Struck, host of Beauty Now, and we're talking with Dr. Raj an orthopedic surgeon who's giving us really great advice on how we can stay healthy and stay out of his operating room. Welcome back, Dr. Ross. Thank you. 
We want to stay off the table and not have to go for invasive surgery. And you have this Get Back Your Life program. So why don't you walk us through the six steps for beginners? Yeah, the very simple steps. And when you listen to this, you're going to say, oh, yeah, this is no problem. But it's not saying that. It's implementing this within your life and within your daily activities. Um, The first step is we live in a computer era, and you watch all of our kids and, you know, all of these young kids are sitting at the computer. Back in my days, we had the basketball. We were outside. Um, so number one, turn off your computer for at least one hour a day, which includes your phones, your iPods, and walk, walk around the block. Not just kids, adults too. That's absolutely true. Actually, all of my colleagues downstairs, everyone is on these new phones and iPods. I actually refuse to get a high-tech phone. I I don't want to be stuck looking at a phone and communicating with people. It's true. I mean, the only thing that I like them for is the camera. (laughs) Exactly. Which my friends don't appreciate at all (laughs) because it works two ways. You know, and the second step, I mean, it's simplistic, okay. We're in front of a computer. We're watching TV. It has the tendency to eat junk food and uh, reduce junk food to once per week, chips or cheesies or, you know, and then eat an apple or eat a banana. Start eating fruits. And there's a great new show we just did, Cooking for Beauty, with Elizabeth Tentouten. Oh, wow. And in Cooking for Beauty and Eating for Beauty with David Wolf is also good and really easy stuff and just simple changes. And great, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away, Dr. Raj away. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep me away because... I want to keep you away. And it's actually admirable of a surgeon to actually give advice to stay out of... The operating room. Well, you know, like I said, as an offshoot, I see way too many people, and the underlying issue is obesity. And they're having their knees scoped, their knees replaced because they didn't take care of these issues years ago. I do see so many athletes, though, as well, though. So it's it's not always just obesity, don't you think? I mean, seriously, you can be playing tennis and then get the knee thing, or oh, absolutely, but it just ups your chances. Yeah, it's just my personal, you know, uh, issue with that. You know, that's going to happen. Our athletes, our dancers, you know, they're going to injure themselves uh, and they're going to require my treatments. But when it's because of a lifestyle issue and when I see it more and more, that that's what makes me more passionate to educate people on preventative uh, care. So what are the best tips you can give our listeners to have a healthy lifestyle? Well, you know, simple. Take the stairs versus the elevator. Take the stairs, right. We're approaching many, you know, we, we take many elevators, and there's, the oper- there's always a stairs around the corner to go up and down. Um, measure your weight daily. I mean, it'll just give you an idea and be more obsessive. You'll start understanding the normal fluid fluctuations within your weight, but by measuring it daily, you'll be more obsessive about lifestyle changes, what you eat, and how active you are. And and when you're watching TV, do push-ups and stuff like that, or just so you're not sitting there watching television, if you watch TV, which I do, which I I do like TV. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) So uh, you just get out of your chair and 
move while you're watching TV, at least that. No, that makes complete sense. I mean, being more active, and I think the essence is being more active. I mean, join a team or a group, you know, that, you know, will play basketball, go for walks, go for hikes, you know, just to get you outside. And also, the biggest thing is develop the will and confidence to realize that you're actually in charge of your own destiny. Well, you have to find what works for you, too. I think every listener will be different. Like, just go within and say, what makes me happy? A walk, tennis, basketball, whatever it is. Pretty sure basketball doesn't make me happy, but I know walking does. (laughs) Makes me happy, but I've been injured more. More men. (laughs) No, but walking's great. Walking outside, I mean... There, there's psychological advantages to being outside and getting fresh air versus sitting inside looking at a computer. Well, that's where I do like my iPod, though. So the iPod comes in handy just to put it on and walk because I can walk really far with it. That's absolutely true. But... Have your music and just move. I think iPods are different because it makes you move. And if you feel like staying in, too, what's the new um, thing is the Wii Fitness Board. I've so many people are losing weight on that. Instead of watching TV, do the Wii, the Wii Fitness Board in your room. I wouldn't know how to turn that on, though, but I do want to learn. I've seen it, but I'm the same way. I've kind of given up on trying to learn newer technologies uh, with that because um, there's so much coming out. Well, they have the tennis and they have the golf, I guess, for your for your arms, and um, they have yoga. And, and actually, it says it weighs you, but it weighs you on the screen. So I'd make everybody leave the room if you don't want people to know your weight. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyways, in closing, tell us the rest of the few minutes that you have left. Go ahead and talk about what else you want to talk about for oh, back pain. We, we didn't really oh, yeah. touch on back pain. Well, well, the issue with back pain is uh, you have it, you've, you know, I see more and more younger people getting addicted to medications. And like I said, I mean, we need to stop this uh, trend because this person who's on Vicodin or Percocets, first of all, they get sensitive to these medications. Second of all, they get side effects. So not just liver, they get gastric side effects so it starts eroding their stomach and and it starts changing their personality and i see more and more people thinking that this is the solution to their problems and not realizing that it's uh, just a band-aid and it's a temporary lethal band-aid i mean we've seen a lot of celebrities as well. I mean, they're addicted to medications. It all stems from initial pain. Well, let's just, I mean, how does somebody know they're addicted? I mean, I was horrified to learn of a very dear friend who was, had several back surgeries, and then she admitted that she was taking tons of Vicodin and Percocet and Ambion and all these things to bring her up and down, and and her family still hasn't done an intervention. I did try, but I think that it's scary. I mean, I think there comes a point where you can't help somebody unless they want to be helped, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure if you have a loved one in your family, you need to do an intervention. You need to get your family and friends and go and do an intervention and get help, get a doctor to help you. Yeah, I mean, when you start realizing that you're taking, you know, an insurmountable number of Vicodins on a daily basis for on a chronic need, so over months, 
And number one, you feel it's not helping you. Number two, you're adding on more medications. Number three, when you don't take it, you're calling the doctor right away for a refill. Those are indicators that your lifestyles change and you are becoming addicted because you're becoming obsessed with this one medication. When you start becoming obsessed about it, that's when uh, that's an initial indicator that uh, of addiction. And if you think you have a problem, then talk to a specialist about it. I don't know because, I mean, they say this is the hardest addiction to break. So I think that it's really important that you surround yourself with friends and family and admit your problem. Yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, it is it is one of the hardest addictions to break. And, you know, it's identifying that within yourself because we're, we're all, we all use our minds to think that we're in control and, yeah, we could stop this anytime. But it's it's not true. I mean, this is a, this is an issue where we need help. We need our families around us. We need people around us to, friends or families to actually, and we need to listen to them. And if we recognize a change in our personalities or obsession with medications, you know, then we need to definitely seek medical help. Well, that's really good advice. And if you have a loved one that you feel is suffering from addiction, then talk to your doctor about how you can do an intervention and get help. And if you'd like some more information on Dr. Raj for back pain, any types of pain, joint pain, he's an orthopedic surgeon in Beverly Hills, and we are going to link our website, personallifemedia.com, with his, and you'll be able to contact him. And if you have any questions, please email me at teri at personallifemedia.com. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're out of time. We could talk all day. I know we could. Thank you. This is Terry Stuck, personallifemedia.com, and we're Dr. Raj, an orthopedic surgeon in Beverly Hills. If you want to if have any back pain, joint pain, knee pain, questions for him, go to personallifemedia.com. We're going to link you up with Dr. Raj's website. Thanks so much, Dr. Raj, for being with us today. We're going to have you back. Thank you. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. Bun. A 
think I'd like to have a taste now Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done Had a little work done, holy smoke I noticed you a damn near joke I think that we should get together for some fun I think I want you now, you had a little work done All around the town In your red convertible With the top down I heard the beauty Is only skin deep They call me shallow Cause you're looking Mighty sweet I never fantasized before But you wouldn't be the one But now you're in My night and day dream You're sure amazing Since you had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get I kind of like it since you had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done.